Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. In the week that we had uh, not only a new Bond film, um, but also uh, International Podcast Day, both of which I'm going to get to um, through the course of um, the episode. So we might as well get started because times are pressing um, and we, we better have a bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to a place called Saltaire, um, if you haven't already heard of it um, or are aware of it. But I'm going to introduce you to Saltaire, but I'm going to take you to Saltaire uh, from a kind of uh, roundabout route. Um, and the roundabout route starts with my eldest son's English GCSE. So for the texts that he's got for um, for his his GCSE, um, he's got my Beth, he's got A Christmas Carol, which I'm over the moon about, obviously, you know my thoughts on A Christmas Carol, um, and he's got an Inspector Calls, and I've been a huge, huge fan of Inspector Calls for uh, a long, long uh, while. Um, the first time I, I saw an Inspector Calls uh, was at the Alistair Sim movie, which I just thought was absolutely astonishing, and then I've since seen it a number of times um, at the theatre, um, including the incredible production um, where effectively the house opens out in, to become the dining room. It's a really quite clever piece of set and staging. Um, but um, we, um, or I, ordered um, the book. I ordered the the, the the book through for Josh, so he'd, he'd got it. Uh, for the start of term, and on the list of texts, they also happened to mention that there was a very good adaptation of an Inspector Calls uh, that the BBC had made about six years ago that was still in the iPlayer, and they suggested that people watch this. So um, obviously, I'm not doing English GCSE, but I decided to sit down and watch it because I wa- I remember watching it when it first came on, but I haven't watched it in a while. So over the weekend, uh, half over the weekend and half today, I've sat down and watched uh, an Inspector Calls, which is stunning. It's an absolutely great version. Uh, the cast is superb. You've got Miranda Richardson. You've got Ken Stott. You've got David Hewlett. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but the reason why that brings us to Salt Air is because part of it was filmed at Salt's Mill. Now, Salt's Mill is... Um, the textile mill of uh, a guy called uh, Titus Salt, who built this enormous mill in Saltaire. And uh, and the village itself, which was effectively constructed around the mill, um, was named after the River Air and after Titus Salt. So that's where we get um, Saltaire from. But the thing that's really impressive, it's a it's a World Heritage Site. UNESCO have, have, have deemed it a World Heritage Site. But the thing that's great about it is it's what he did for the community in terms of what he built for that community. So at the time, you had a lot of deprivation in places, you know, uh, around and about. So Bradford, which is very close. Um, and he built this mill, but then he built proper houses for the workforce and parks and loads of public buildings and gymnasiums and billiard halls and libraries and all manner of public buildings were provided for 
the workforce and it became a, you know a, a model of, of sort of 19th century urban development and it's a fascinating place um, to go and I've not been I we drive through Saltaire quite a lot but or around Saltaire quite a lot but I haven't been for a little while it, I'd forgotten how great a place it actually is and of course as soon as it sprang up on on um on the Inspector Calls um you know film I knew I knew exactly where it was so as soon as you saw the um the, you know the imagery and as soon as you saw it was obvious that was the place they'd filmed it I've, I've been back and checked and it was filmed there but it was so obvious that's where it was that's where it was set and it and it just it just reminded me of of Saltaire so I'll I'll put a few notes about Saltaire on the um on the on the podcast but if you get chance to go I would hugely recommend you go and Salt's Mill now has been turned into this kind of shopping complex there's restaurants there's there's lots of independent retail there there's music schools and all manner of things and it's just a really really great place uh, to you know to spend some some time so if you find yourself in in and around west yorkshire and you've got time to include that on on your list of things to do then i will wholeheartedly recommend saltaire tuesday I did a run on the flat this morning, which meant that um, if I want to run anywhere vaguely flat, uh, I have to drive. So um, I dropped Jack off at nursery and then drove down to Brockholes and parked up and went for a, a, a run on the flat. Um, which you might think is cheating and you'd be perfectly within your rights to think it's cheating and all I would say to you is if you think it's cheating then come and run on the hills with me, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I go every other morning and I'm out about half seven. But anyway... Went for a walk. I went went for a run on the flat. Parked up. On the way back, um, I noticed that the petrol station that had been closed for a couple of days because it had no fuel uh, had fuel, and there was there were people waiting, but they weren't queuing. So we weren't queuing down the road. It's a relatively small petrol station, and and you could drive onto the forecourt. So I, I was going to be driving in and waiting at the pump behind one car. So I thought, well, I'll go and get some fuel now. I did a little bit of an extra one of these for um for the for my patrons um over the weekend and I had a bit of a petrol rant and I had a little bit of a petrol rant about um the fact that the panic buying thing which is completely a, cr- a created thing probably meant there were a lot of people queuing for petrol who didn't really need fuel who were probably queuing you know, I'm putting five, ten, fifteen pounds worth of fuel in the cars just because they have effectively been instructed by the media, um, you know, to go out and get fuel because you need, to, you know, people are panic buying fuel. So what happens? Everybody else who isn't panic buying fuel then goes out and panic buys fuel. So I'd I'd gone out of my way not to buy fuel, um, but um, I was down to about forty five miles. Uh, in the tank so that's when I would normally fill the car up so I went because I'm not doing anything different to what I would normally do so I went and went and filled up and it was and it was fine it, you know it wasn't a major problem and um and, and 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 I went in and I paid paid for the fuel and when I was chatting to um the person uh, when I went to pay I just happened to say have you had many people in here buying you know a five ten fifteen pounds worth of fuel and she said yes we have had a large number of people coming in and giving us a five or a tenner. And it just it, it was that moment where I was just like, you know, 
I'd kind of spouted off saying, I bet it's, I bet it's people just, da, 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 just, just panic buying and, you know, um, and, but it, but it, it clearly was. So what is it in the what is it about the human psyche? What is it that drives us to do this? I don't I don't know. But just on that little snapshot, and of course that's not that's not concrete evidence. I know that. But the fact of the matter is that if people buy things in their normal run rate, we don't run out because we're used to having the amount of things we need when people buy them at their normal rate of demand. So when the rate of demand goes up. And the rate of demand goes up for something that's not predictable. I.e. we know we sell more Brussels sprouts at Christmas. So some markets have more Brussels sprouts at Christmas. And that's fine. It, it all works its way out. It's it's not a problem. But if there's no rhyme or reason to it other than somebody saying, ooh, 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 you know, people are panic buying fuel, then you end up in the scenario I ended up with and still are in, which is not going to get any better anytime, anytime soon. So... It's not a big bit of, it's not a big chunk of evidence to throw into the intellectual debate. But as far as I can tell, um, you know, people have been running around being a bit soft, to be honest. Wednesday. So Bond is out tomorrow. Um, I don't know uh, when the premiere was. I don't know if the premiere was last night or not, but I've certainly seen plenty of imagery of the premiere. But Bond is out um, is out tomorrow, um, which brings Daniel Craig's era um, to an end. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned in a much, much earlier podcast, um, the fact that the next Bond will be the first one in my lifetime younger than me. So that's still something that I'm struggling with a little bit, but we'll we'll worry about that when it happens rather than now. For the time being, he's still Daniel Creek, so that's all fine. And he's just a bit older than I am, so that's fine too. Um, so in preparation, because I think um, I think we'll try and go and see it probably next week. Um, we've started watching the Daniel Craig Bonds. So today um, we watched Casino Royale and I I think that's the best. I still think it's the best one of all of the ones that, that he's done. That doesn't mean that there's not a lot to like in in all of the others, actually, even a lot. I know people have a go at Quantum of Solace uh, and it probably is the weakest of the four uh, with the exception of the one I've obviously I've not seen. Um, but I still think there's things in there that are, you know, that are, are certainly worth you know watching it's certainly a cut above a lot of the others and then of course you've you you've got it's probably skyfall it's probably casino real skyfall spectre quantum i think if i was to pick an order for them um but um in watching casino royale um it's it really hit home how far they traveled from um, the Pierce Brosnans to that particular film. That film is so good. It's so stylish. It's so sure of itself from the word go. Every single bit of it from the get go is really strong. The opening, the opening um, montage where he completes his his two kills to be classified as double O in black and white is absolutely. 
um, fantastic. Um, you know, the early scenes, the street running scene, the you know the the whole uh, how that how they shoot that is 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 brilliant and unlike a normal Bond thing. I mean, he he bleeds and he sweats and he's you know and and everything about it is brutal and it's dark and it's full on and it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, the scene, the very first scene with Eva Green on the train. And the dialogue is probably some of the best dialogue in a Bond film ever. In fact, possibly is the best dialogue in a Bond film ever. That scene, that sequence is absolutely superb. You know, the 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 casino, the the poker match sequences are great. There's some really dark stuff. Um, you know, in that film, the whole torture sequence. It's it's just it's just superb, and it really does. Um, it points out how far a a how far they travelled, b how much closer to the to the books they became in terms of how dark they were because the books are brutal, um, and you know certainly brutal in places and 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 you know and it took you back to some of the early early Conneries and probably maybe to one of the Tim Dalton ones which is the second Tim Dalton is is, is quite dark. Um, so, um, next up is Quantum. Uh, don't know when I'll get around to, to, to watching that, but it was just great to watch that again and relive that moment. I mean, I saw that at the cinema and just that moment of seeing that film and thinking, wow, this is, this is something different. This is what we've been, what we've been waiting for. Um, you know, this, this particular, this particular, this, this is what, this is what Bond should, should be all about. So, um yeah lots to really lots to really enjoy in that i'm looking forward to revisiting all the others and then hopefully piecing the story arc together because there is a story arc that runs all the way through that i think to a certain extent is going to be tied up and i've lost it a bit over you know so i think actually watching them all back to back will help help sort of in you know piece that story arc together and then be ready for no time to die when i get a chance to see it probably next week <laughs> I thought it made sense to mention International Podcast Day, which is today, um, only because obviously this is a podcast you're listening to. So it's, I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, I, you know, only found, literally found out about it today. Um, but it was just seemed like a reasonable point to stop and say, okay, well, it's International Podcast Day. Um, what's interesting, funnily enough, it falls in the week where um, the 942 podcast that I do with Jace Hunt, um, we we went over ten thousand downloads this week, so um, we get a lot of we get a lot of people listening to that on YouTube as well. So it's probably more like fifteen thousand in reality. But in terms of the actual podcast download thing itself, that went over ten thousand this week. So that was nice to do in international in in the week of International Podcast Day. Um, we will be putting out um, the seventy fifth episode of the Corona Diaries um this week um so that will um that will be a nice thing to tie into international podcast day to be on chapter 75 of that so that's that's great and that and and those numbers are are, are crazy um you know in 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 terms of you know you're well into grief that must be getting when in fact if you if you allow me the click i will check and i will and i will tell you while we're speaking because i can actually go and i can actually go and find out so hang on two seconds he's just doing it 
in the moment. Let's have a quick look. So, um, okay, so that's as far as the, the, the Captivate, which is the software that we use, uh, that's 280,000 downloads of that, but that doesn't include any of the stuff that goes through Patreon and doesn't include any of the um, bonus content. So I think you can probably say it's about 350,000. I think it's probably safe to say it's about 350,000. Um, maybe, maybe a bit more, but certainly probably 350,000 that have gone that we've, we've, um, that we've that we've done on that one, and then um, this this wee thing, this little audio curiosity to, that you're listening to now. That's um, I've gone through ninety. I think I'm on, I think this is about episode ninety three or ninety four of this. So I'm well on the way to actually having recorded a hundred of these, um, which is unbelievable. Don't quite know where how that. I don't understand how that's happened, but I'm very close to having done it. So so yeah, let's just let's just say happy international podcast day and you know and i suppose nice to have a bit of a podcast kind of library really friday okay so i'm going to finish with a couple of things uh this week um one is to is to go back to something that i spoke about um right at the beginning of the week and that's an inspector call so obviously a it, it it took me to Saltaire and that was nice and it was nice to talk about Saltaire because it's, it's it's a really pleasant place and really quite an interesting place as well in terms of you know what happened there and and and, and the legacy of of, of Saltaire. Um, but what I didn't really do was talk about an inspector calls very much and I and I would really I would really encourage you to sit down and watch this adaptation um, that the BBC did because it's a remarkably powerful play um and it's it's worth watching and worth stopping and worth thinking about what is discussed within that that piece of that piece of work it's a very very powerful piece of work and it's and it and it and it and it stands up to numerous you know watchers and it stand and it, and if you've never seen it in the theater it's it's absolutely worthy of a night at the theater and the Alistair Sim version is 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 very much worth a watch but if you do nothing else and you have access to the BBC iPlayer then go and sit down and treat yourself to an hour and a half and just watch how how beautifully this is staged and how well it is played because it really is quite 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 excellent so i wanted to mention that before before finishing this week but i wanted to finish on something as far removed as that as, as possible, really. Which is the we've got under nines football tomorrow. We um, we we play for the bulk of the season on the cricket club um, in the village where I live, and that's great because it's a great surface, great for the kids to play on. Really, really nice to play on something so flat and so beautiful, which is which is fantastic. And uh, and I've been tonight to get ready for the first game, which involves marking the pitch out. Um, and so I've spent quite I've spent quite a while today marking doing the, the first mark of the pitch, which involves going over it sort of three or four times and 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 the measuring and what have you to get it right. And of course, it, it listen, it doesn't look pro. It looks like somebody who uh, doesn't do it for their day job has marked it out. So my lines aren't brilliant, and and I mean it's, it's, it approximately looks like a football pitch, but it's not. It's not 
you know, it's not a thing of beauty. It's not like that whizzy ninja guy that does the little, you know, um, bikes um, for the cycle lanes freehand and does these amazing things and this, that and the other. It's it's a fairly wobbly set of lines that kind of marks out a football pitch. But the reason for mentioning it was there is something remarkably therapeutic about pushing a line marker around. Um, And what a nice way to spend a couple of hours on what was quite a pleasant evening uh, and, and quite a nice sunny end to the day, just literally pushing my line marker. So if you get chance to mark out a football pitch or some form of sports pitch, with and, and just spend a couple of hours just pushing this. It's really it's I'm not gonna say it's rewarding, it's not. It's just it's just a, a, a great sort of piece of karma. It's it's great for a you know for, for a bit of centering or, or or to get yourself a bit zen. So or I'm I'm standing here now saying line marking's a thing. If you get a chance to do it, you should absolutely do it. And with that, I shall leave you speak to you next week wish you a fantastic weekend hope that you're all well hope that you're staying safe and just say for the final time if you've got the eye player treat yourself and sit down and watch an inspector calls if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production